Money can't buy happiness But it can buy me a boat It can buy me a truck to pull me It can buy me a Yeti 110 ice down with some silver bullets Yeah, and I know what they say Money can't buy everything Well, maybe so well, there you have it. The world famous money can't buy you happiness, but in our world, it can buy you a boat or a yacht. Welcome, a Matt. Intro. So good to see you. Good to see you as well. Thanks for having me. What an awesome intro. That was great. <laughs> Such a great song. A little bit about me. You already know who I am, but uh, I'm Kim Swears. I'm one of the, uh, I've been a boat boss for two decades in South Florida as the owner, one of the owner operators of FB Marine Group in South Florida, one of America's top 100 dealerships. What is Boat Boss? It's a show where we bring on people like you, Matt, that are the movers and shakers from around the globe. And we talk about living, working, and playing on the water. And the best part about it is you're going to tell us your secret sauce to your success. So Matt Gruen president of the Marine Retailers Association of America. Welcome to the Boat Boss. Thank you very much. This is great. I love it. I love that you're doing this. Well, good. Well, how's Minnesota? I know, look, at it's a little rainy here in South Florida. I'm inside a 62 Pershing, so um, what a great day at my office. So yeah, tell me, well, what's, uh, what's it like in Minnesota right now? I'm definitely jealous. I'm here in my, uh, my dining room, uh, but we are uh, looking out the window at snow. We got seven and a half inches of snow the other day. It's a that's a record snowfall for us this early. Uh, so, yeah, we're not doing quite as well sitting on a, on a 55 <laughs> and, and enjoying the sunshine up here. So you're an outdoor guy. I see a lot. You know, thank God for social, because how would we know each other besides, you know, when we see each other once a year? But you have kids and you're always on the boat. You're an outdoor sort of guy. So tell me what your interests are outside of your dining room and your office. Yeah, no, it. it, it we spend a lot of time outdoors. Uh, we've got two daughters, two teenage daughters, 16 and 14. Um, and we spend a lot of time camping and hiking and of course, boating. Um, you know, I, I love the story, but my, my daughters came to me, school got uh, canceled back in, you know, March and they came and they said, Hey, can will you take us fishing? And I was like, first time ever that they've asked. Right. And you got teenage daughters. I feel like maybe I was doing something right somewhere along the line coming to me asking me to take them fishing so yeah we uh ended up upgrading the boat this year and we spent a lot of time on the water so uh it's definitely a passion of ours well that's fantastic you know what i i found my passion when i went to the pacific uh Vieja lodge and fishing is now my passion so it's never too late to find your passion so good for them good for them so tell me you come from journalism i understand and now you are you've gone to the to the oval office of the boat business as i say (laughs) so what the nada is to the car business i think and i'm sure a lot of people agree with me that's what the mra is is to us so tell me your progression from where you were to where you are now and and what what is mraa yeah, that's that's a great analogy. The NADA to the auto industry, and that's what we do. Our our role is really to help take care of, of boat dealers and help them be as successful as possible. Uh, that happens in a lot of ways. But from from my vantage point, you know, I came into the industry. I was actually a, a young journalist uh, in on the personal watercraft side of the business. I was working for a magazine, um, worked my way up through that, and ultimately, our company ended up buying. Uh, boating industry magazine 
Uh, and I was the only editor in the office who actually owned a boat. So it was a pretty easy transgression uh, transition for me to get over there. Um, but you know, then I was learning the, the trade side of the business, right? I mean, I came up on the consumer side where we were talking to consumers about which boats and so forth that they should buy. Learning the, the trade side and the business was a uh, was a unique opportunity. And so spent a lot of time studying boat dealerships and how they find success and working with them and talking with them. Um, we ended up, when I was over there, we ended up contracting with the MRAA to help them run their annual conference. And so I was running that conference for them uh, for a few years uh, when my predecessor here at the MRAA retired and I applied for that role. Uh, you know, I knew the organization's number one revenue generator inside and out, uh, had a vision for where we could take the organization. And, and interestingly enough, when I walked in for my interview with the board of directors uh, here at the MRA, I knew 18 of the 19 people in the room uh, already because I'd been working with them for a number of years. So, you know, my passion, yeah, my passion has always been how we can help dealers be more successful, whether that's protecting them through our advocacy work, whether that's helping them, you know, through educational programs or whatever, uh, it, it has been a, a sincere passion of mine. And that's really kind of what, uh, what has brought me over here and has helped mm -hmm. kind of fuel our success. Well, I have a saying, and this I think defines the MRAA constant evolution yeah. and through you know, what you guys feed me and all, and there's five, 6,000, how many dealers are there in America right now? Do you feel 30, like? 3,600 in the, 3, in the yeah. And you probably know about 30, 3,600 of them, right? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty close. <laughs> there's not too many cities that you can go to and not know somebody. So, right. so um, thank you for all you do, you know, on behalf of myself, and I'm sure on behalf of all the other dealers out there, you know, we can't thank you enough for what you do and what you bring to us. So that. let's dive into it. Let's dive yeah. into um, the pandemic. You know, I remember uh, March 18th was D-Day for us when they closed everything down and and we're like, what do we do? I think WTF was probably, yeah. I kept going, what the heck is going on? And I'm sure your phone was ringing like crazy. A lot of dealers didn't know what was going on. So share with everybody pre where we were as an industry pre pandemic and now where we are post pandemic. Yeah. Well, so I'll give you one snapshot story um, that I'm sure you'll be able to relate to. Uh, and then I'll kind of give you what got us to that point. But uh, we had a, uh, the, the sky was definitely falling right in March. Like you said, it was the 18th there. It was like the 12th here in, in Minnesota. Yeah. Um, and our phone started ringing off the hook and there was a lot of panic, right? I mean, we all remember the, the great recession and what that did to the boat business. And, and people expected that, you know, just at the point that they had taken in their inventory, just at the point that they were really hitting the peak of, of selling season, everything shuts off and we got to figure out how to work from home. So one of the, one of the dealers had called and said, you know, this is going to be a horrible, horrible situation. And, you know, I'm fortunate. I've got some money in the bank that's going to help me get through this, but it's going to, I mean, I think the words he used was it was going to be a bloodbath. And by the end of May, he called back and had talked about this record, um, you know, month that he had and how it had more than made up for whatever he'd lost. So that, I think that kind of describes in a nutshell of what happened, but 
you know, here at MRA, we, we refocused at that moment and said, we're going to reorganize our entire team and we're going to start. Um, we created this kind of process where we had a third of our team was on an outreach team and we mm -hmm. called every single one of our members. Wow, that's uh, great. And, and simply with a question of how can we help? What do you need? What can we do for you? And then that team reported to our education team. And our mm -hmm. education team built resources and publications and courses and that sort of thing. Uh, and then we had a marketing team where, you know, if one dealer was telling us they had a need for this particular resource, yes. certainly there was hundreds, if not thousands of others who needed it as well. So the message went out uh, loudly that way. Um, and, and just one example of that, because uh, I could talk about it for hours, but one example of that was here in the state of Minnesota, we had uh, a, set, a dealer who had connected with a senator and said, we got to get our businesses reopened. We've got boats to deliver. We have people to get on the water. Everybody's wanting to get out right now. And the senator, and he copied me on the message to the senator. And the senator wow. said, well, I can help, but not unless you have a plan for how you can reopen your business safely. And so I, I was fortunate because we'd been talking to all these dealers and I was able to say, yeah. we have a plan. And here it is. And it was a, we created a publication um, that said it was called how to operate your boat business safely. And it was a step-by-step -step guide of everything that you needed to do. And we sent that to the Senator and the next week, Minnesota opened up and we've that got examples, huge. Yeah. We've got examples of that. Um, somebody had the, the ear of the governor in New York, the day that they shut down marinas uh, and, and dealerships in New York, um, somebody called and said, Hey, we're working with the governor's office. Do you have anything that can help? We sent them the publication and literally the next day they were reopened. So it was, that's kind of the snapshot of, wow. of what happened and, and what transpired. And of course today, you know, mm -hmm. you know, uh, yes. we're all faced yes. with shortage of inventory, yes. um, we yes. had more customers than we could, we could handle in many cases. And uh, things have been. Yeah, um, you definitely definitely see it. You know, we have boat 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 dealer row, which is Federal Highway here in yeah. South Florida, and I, you know, was on it today. And I, you know, there's so many dealers, and you can definitely see the shortage of inventory. But at the same time, so many more people are on the intercoastal. I live on the intercoastal, and the traffic is insane. Registration is up, I believe, 35 percent. I heard a, a statistic like that. So people are happy. Boating makes people happy. So. You know, yeah. get out there. If the message that we can, you know, sell anyone on a message is get on the water. Yeah, so sure. let's talk about, you know, um, me, my why is cancer. As, as you know, I had breast cancer years ago and I don't, I didn't ask for it, but I used my platform to, uh, to be a voice for cancer and to eradicate this disease. I sit on the board of Moffitt Cancer Center in Tampa, but what, you guys do at the MRAAs, you are our voice in Washington. You have done a fantastic job of taking our concerns and, and heading up to, you know, uh, the White Castles, we call it, and you, um, and you share with them, you meet with the, the people that are running for office. Um, tell us more about what is Boat Pack, its mission, and what are, what are some of the things we're, you're working on right now? Yeah, absolutely. Great question. So, um, and timely with, with Boat Pack. So Boat Pack is the boating industry's political action committee. It's a, it's a way that um, we can build support for the industry. Uh, and ultimately, we can support champions of boating on Capitol Hill. Uh, and it, it is a mechanism for us to contribute to uh, campaigns and to candidates for federal office. Uh, and we really work 
through that on a non you know partisan basis. Uh, we're supporting candidates that support voting, uh, and it's a way for us to get a seat at the table in really important conversations that impact uh, our our industry. Um, Outside of the Boat Pack program, we have an advocacy arm where we're working on issues all the time. Um, a couple things as an example, you know, this whole idea of the Restart Act and the, the stimulus that we're kind of waiting on and so forth. Um, we're, we're trying to get more support for businesses that have been hardest hit through uh, through the COVID crisis. Um, we actually worked super closely with uh, Senator Rubio's office uh, where sure. we talk, talked about uh, this PREPARE Act that he uh, has introduced. And we worked really closely with him on writing the language of the bill and so forth. But if the idea behind it is to protect small businesses like ours uh, that are very close to the water, for example, you know very well, uh, we've got all these hurricanes and so forth, but to protect those small businesses from natural disasters, to help give them pre-disaster loans that can help them prevent uh, their their businesses from being devastated by, by those types of disasters and so forth. So there's that component of it, but man, I mean, we're working on, on so many different things, fishing issues, wake mm -hmm. surfing issues. Um, yeah. There was an issue that came up this year called right to repair, where we worked on legislation in 44 different States. Um, there's boat tax sales tax issues. I mean, there's yeah. so many things going on at any one time. You're that, busy. Yeah, it definitely keeps us very busy, but that's what, what I mean when we talk about the advocacy and working to protect our member businesses, right? And, and make a, a better environment for them to operate in. So where do we find out, obviously, um, the Restart Act, you mentioned the Prepare Act and the right yeah. to repair, and w where do we find information on this stuff? Um, I know where to go, but you know, maybe there's somebody that wants to look into it. Tell us where they would find that information. Yeah, certainly. Um, I would I would welcome anybody to reach out to me um, at at the M at MRA, and it's super easy. It's just Matt at MRAA. Um, Adam Fortier Brown is our uh, lead uh, government relations manager, uh, and he is the one who's most active in Washington. He's simply Adam at MRAA. But you can find a lot of this information uh, on our website MRAA.com in our news section. Um, you know, again, there's a lot going on and there's a lot moving at any one time. So it, it's, uh, there's, a lot it's of really work. great to know that we have a voice in Washington. So thank, thank you. Thank you to your team. I, I had dinner with Adam in Tampa last year. Great guy. You're very fortunate to have him on your team. So yeah. keep up the great work. Absolutely. Thank you. And right. I, you may know this, we had dinner with him, but he's actually yeah. uh, came up in a, in a boat dealership family and his family. Still oh, owns good. Boat dealership. So really having a true, advocate for our businesses it's just been really helpful really powerful yeah, for us absolutely no definitely he's uh he's lived it and walked it for sure yeah, yeah absolutely. so let's shift to the marine certified dealer program yep. and um i i used to eat a lot of hot dogs when i was a kid so there's a saying that um one of them um Hebrew national hot dogs that says we adhere to a higher standard. And I remember when you awarded me with, uh, or our dealership with one of the best places to work in the Marine industry, I had used that comment that, we, that what is this program? And I explained it as that uh, we adhere to a higher standard because of what you have set 
the groundwork that you have set. Um, you, we take all the tools, we squirrel them back to our dealership and we um, roll them out. And so explain to the world why the program is so important and, and how it benefits the ultimate boat buyer. Yeah. Well, you know, that's the, that's a great uh, point to end that question with is the whole program was designed uh, to benefit the boat buyer. I mean, the, literally the whole program was designed to help dealers understand how they can build a better customer experience. And so the program itself starts off with a consumer commitment where the certified dealers make a commitment to what they will deliver for the consumer. Um, I would really encourage any any boat buyer out there to ask their their dealer to, to live up to those standards. But then to help them live up to those standards and those requirements, uh, we built the program off of three pillars. Uh, the first pillar is your uh, systems and processes to help you put in processes that work and that help you remain efficient in the way that you operate. Mm -hmm. uh, second pillar is employee engagement so that the employees know uh, through those processes what you expect of them um, and and uh, they know what to expect from you. And, and, and similarly, so that the customers know that you're gonna be consistent in the way that you operate and, and they know what to expect. So that employee engagement is a very key point. So there's the, the pillar of operations, the pillar of the uh, employees, and then of course the third pillar is the customer focus. And yes. what are we doing to track and trend customer satisfaction, provide them with an experience that, that's worth referring to other people, that's worth coming back for uh, another yeah. boat and, and service and so forth. Uh, and the whole program is built on that premise that if we can continually improve our dealerships, then there's a continuing education program part of the yeah. certification, as you know, um, that uh, we can do a better job of keeping people in boating and bringing people into boating in the first place. Yeah. Well, you know, like we always, you know, we just talked about constant evolution and that's pretty much what, what that whole program is all about. We are big at process, you know, processes and procedures at FB Marine Group, and it all is because of you guys. You know, I, I drive it home every day. We have a nightly manager's call, and I, you know, talk about it time in and time in and out because it's all because of what you've done. So, again, thank you for that. We really appreciate it. Well, thank you. All right, let's talk about your Super Bowl, my, you know, the word I call it, you know, uh, you guys do such a great job. This is uh, Dealer Week. We have a bunch of photos that, that uh, we took from the event. And this is your amazing team at the top, the, uh, the power team. When I walked into last year's Dealer Week and I saw the Envision sign and the stairs leading up to the event, the energy that I had was um, infectious. I was so excited to be there. And um, we were a little skeptical because there was obviously the um, separation between boating uh, industry and, and MRAA. So we didn't know what to expect. But when I walked in and there was a sea of people, 1,200 people in your yeah. first year. I mean, yeah. kudos to you, Matt, and your team. I was just blown away. I'm sure everyone else was. So share with us what Dealer Week is. Yep. And uh, and how you grew it so fast. I mean, it was like huge. And then pivoting to now this year, you're going to an online event. Yeah. How is that going to play out? Yeah. So great question. So um, with Dealer Week, you know, it, it's an annual conference. It's an educational event where we educate dealers on how to strengthen their business, how to grow their business, how to be successful. The interesting thing is going back to kind of where we started the conversation. Um, when I first got involved with MRA's annual conference under a different name and, and so forth with the conference, but um, we 
built the program from literally the first year way back in, I think it was 07. There were only 97 people at that event. And the next year we doubled it to, to almost 200. The next year it was over 400. The next year over 700. And, and what's interesting about that is that that happened right smack dab in the middle of the recession, the worst recession our industry has yeah. ever seen. And what we, what we learned, what I took away from that was when you build um, relevant education that has something you can implement, that our dealers can implement, people are going to respond to it. Mm-hmm. And so we've stood by that, that belief and that vision for this. And you saw the big Envision logo on, on the stairs there. And, and our whole uh, approach with Dealer Week was together, if we can envision a brighter future for our dealers, the entire industry is going to be better off for that. And our entire, um, you know, group of, of consumers are going to be better off because of that. And, and, and so this event plays that role. Um, as we, as we look at the transition to virtual, you know, we, we like to use the word pivot, right. And we pivoted to the, to the technology and I, what I've been saying to my team, uh, since, you know, okay, so let's back up in March when all the, the world was falling apart, South by Southwest got canceled in Austin, Texas, which is where we were supposed to hold dealer week. And at that point I said, well, okay, if that event is at risk, then we need to start planning today for virtual, but we're not going to pivot. And and I think that was important in, in our conversations internally, because the education that we deliver, the the ideas, the best practices, the strategies that we deliver through Dealer Week, it's really platform agnostic, right? I mean, we can do it in person and it's fun and it's exciting and we can hug each other and shake hands and meet new people and all that sort of thing. But at the end of the day, the education that you guys can take home and implement mm-hmm. is really powerful. And we can do that frankly, even better in a virtual environment where more people can access it. It's There's not the cost structure of having to travel, of having to stay in a hotel for three nights, you know, bar tabs and that sort of thing, right? And, right. Yeah. and so you can do it and do it in a way that people can access it and retain it for a lot longer. So uh, we're excited about uh, Dealer Week moving online. Uh, I think sure. you can even when we return to a in-person format, that there still will be a, an online format that well, we'll be able definitely. to share with you. Well, during the pandemic, I know that we relied on, on the courses you were offering uh, for us to um, grow ourselves personally and professionally and take it back to our, our dealership and our uh, internal customers, which is obviously our employees. So you've, you've proven that it works. Yeah. You've got it down. So I'm sure it will be a huge success. So where do people find out more info about, you know, how to attend, where to get, you know, registration, all that good stuff. Tell us where to go. Yeah, real simple. Dealerweek.com. And that's just real. It's the name of the event. It's our annual conference. Just dealerweek.com. Excellent. Okay. So tell us your secret sauce to your success. If you can say the one thing like mine, I wake up at four o'clock in the morning. I go to bed early, but you know, I go to bed at nine. I wake up at four. So well, Monday through Friday. So what's your, like I get a few hours more in a week. What's your secret to your success? Can you say? I would absolutely suggest that my secret is actually not much of a secret. It's my, it's my team. I mean, it really is the, the team that we have. Um, it, they are to the individual are so passionate about delivering for this industry. Uh, they are so, um, you know, focused on, on success and, you know, making sure that we deliver on our mission and our vision. Uh, we've created 
our our why statement together. We've created our our vision and our our uh, values and everything side by side, and and we live it day to day. I think the hardest part of this whole uh, pandemic uh, issue has been our. Um, we've been working at home since March and it's easy for us to do that, right? We're not, we're not out in the retail environment like you guys are where you have to be there in person. We can do this from home. And, and so we've been doing that from home and it's just been really difficult to have that separation from one another where we can't really find the, the click, right? Where we've been yeah. clicking together and, and so forth. So I, you know, for your again. team, as I say, teamwork makes a dream work. You know, that's yeah, a yeah, yeah. that's a yeah. great statement, and and your team is everything. I know that when I walked on to this 62 Pershing, it's one of our um, clients' vessels, and I want to give a shout out to Tony. Um, our team manages. We have a yacht management um, department that manages vessels after we um, we sell them, or or even not. Um, and I walked in, and I was totally amazed at how well they did, and they treat products and their clients, you know, vessels like it's their own. So you're right. You're nothing without your team. Shout out to my team. You guys rock. You know, I love you guys. And uh, <laughs> so Matt, I love your team. I love everything that you do. Um, and thank you for being on the boat boss. Let's uh, encourage as many people as we can to get on the water, live life on the water and have per you know, purpose and passion doing it. Right. Yeah, That's what absolutely. we're here for. Purpose and passion. All right, well, I'll see you, you so in, much. we'll see you in December. Um, yeah. Are you, will, will I see you at Flibs next week? Or are you coming down to Fort Lauderdale? This time, but uh, uh, absolutely see you in December. All right. Awesome. Well, have an epic day. And again, thanks for joining us on the boat boss. Thanks so much, Kim. I appreciate it. Take care, Matt.